Are you ready for an epic adventure? I'm your host, Steve Kellams, and welcome to the Epic Adventure Podcast. Welcome to Epic Adventures. You heard it here last. We find ourselves talking about gaming news before we record the podcast. Who did what? Who's making what? Who screwed what up? So we decided to start recording these little news discussions and sprinkling them in with our regular episodes. So here we go. Just chatting about gaming news uh, that caught our attention lately. And the first one I want to talk about, Christina, is the Rebel Moon lawsuit. Now, you're the one that brought this to my attention. Uh, What did you think about that when you saw that uh, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon is being sued? I I came across this rather sort of fortuitously and... I thought it was strange since I hadn't really heard much about it. Like, it seems like a big, big sort of thing. It's, it's in sort of like this sci-fi world. It's, it's in gaming spaces. It involves evil genius games who I, you know, know and like, but I hadn't heard anything about this. So it was really very interesting to sort of see it pop up just sort of in my daily news feed as I was scrolling through some social media app or whatever. I don't know. It was it was very interesting read because there's not a lot of information sort of around on it. Well, you make games, so you understand some of the difficulties of putting everything on paper. And, and oh, yeah. of course, I've kind of lived my life in the legal world, so all these little details kind of matter. And I, again, like you, I thought it was really interesting. Now, for those of you that are unclear, Rebel Moon is the new Zack Snyder Netflix film. And the, the history or lore behind this is Zack Snyder wants to make a Star Wars film. Star Wars says, we're not interested. Zack Snyder says, I'll make my own. And so he goes and he puts together a typical Zack Snyder film, which... One of the best reviews I've heard of it is that if you like Zack Snyder, you'll like Rebel Moon. If you don't like Zack Snyder, you won't like Rebel Moon, that it is a perfect Zack Snyder film. Then, of course, this hit Netflix to actually pretty bad reviews. I didn't get a chance to really watch it, but that's when you brought it up that Evil Genius Games has sued them because they were supposed to bring out their role-playing game, Rebel Moon role-playing game, in conjunction with the movie, but Netflix canceled that contract for breach of confidentiality, claiming that Evil Genius shared information and images about their game that Netflix didn't allow. And that kind of caused them to cancel that contract and saying that Evil Genius can't release this. Now, Evil Genius uh, claims they've done a tremendous over a thousand pages worth of work on this in a very short period of time based on the contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, they they are suing to be able to release the tabletop role playing game. Evil Genius Games, they're responsible for Everyday Heroes, which was a mm-hmm. taking the D&D fifth edition and turning it into a modern game. And then they've also grabbed a bunch of IPs. So them working with IPs isn't unusual. Yeah, exactly. I know them from their their IP work. Yeah, I wasn't surprised to see that Evil Genius was had this in the works i just hadn't heard anything about it and it looks like the only thing they want is just to release their game yeah and possibly a little money for damages but they just want to be able to release their game that they put all the work into it and there's really no indication of why netflix found it so important to cancel i I, you know the the confidentiality thing uh, evidently some some images were released at a convention prior to it but that seems so lame. Yeah. And I'm not really sure why Netflix decided they didn't want to put this out. Maybe they lost faith in the film much earlier than viewers lost faith in the film. Maybe. But I think this is an interesting one to keep an eye on because it it really starts talking about how games are going to be navigating the minefield of IPs. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that there's so much out there. Uh, we've seen a lot of them in the past. There's a lot of games that really rely heavily upon those those established IPs. And I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and how it might affect future IPs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things that I'm 
really curious to see how it plays out because it's going to have some impacts on how it works. Because, yeah, it's it's really weird that Netflix made the move that it did. So I'm really interested to see if more information about that comes out, if the game will eventually be allowed to be released, and in what form, you know, if because I know Evil Genius sort of their bread and butter is tying things to IPs. So it seems weird that they would just strip everything from the IP out of it and release it anyways, since that's not really their thing. You know, and the interesting thing, when we first started talking about it, I was like, hey, come on, there's no way they, they cranked out a thousand pages worth of stuff in two months time period. You know, they had to have been working on this before and you know there's there's got to be some other things going on but you know then when you dive into evil genius games of course everyday heroes is what they started with but they've used that system to to do escape from new york the crow kong skull island pacific rim highlander total recall rambo universal soldier i mean these are they're quickly becoming the king of the ip games yeah like this is like what they do is they take i'm not after looking into it more i'm not surprised they were able to get the thousand pages out because you know some of that is art, and they're probably using a very similar system, so they didn't have to reinvent the wheel. They're just porting what they already know how to do into this new sort of world. It's like, it makes sense they could actually have done that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of what I was coming back to, is that my original uh, questioning of the timeline doesn't actually doesn't really hold up when you look at what uh, their, their past track record have shown. So yeah. keep an eye on this one, people. I think it's going to be really interesting, and we'll have some long-term effects on the IPs. Now, the next news thing that I wanted to talk about, and I kind of brought this up to you, is brand new and exciting offer that Humble Bundle is pushing out Pathfinder. Uh, So you're going to see in 2024, Pathfinder is going the Humble Bundle route. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Humble Bundle, they're a group that puts out large amounts of games at really low costs, extremely reduced costs. So Pathfinder announced that they're going to work with Humble Bundle and they're going to start pushing this out through them. And the list of things that are going to be coming out in this packet is huge. I mean, you know, Pathfinder 2nd Edition Beginner's Box, Pathfinder 2nd Edition Advanced Player's Guide, Pathfinder 2nd Edition Game Mastery Guide, Pathfinder 2nd Edition Core Rulebook, The Bestiaries 1, 2, and 3, Ashes to Ashes Player Guides, Hell Knight Hill, Cult of Cinders, Tomorrow Must Burn, Fires of the Haunted City, and I'm missing a bunch here, Lost Lost Omens are coming out, The Crown of the Cobalt King. I mean, there is a ton of stuff. And why do you think Pathfinder is putting out in me because Pathfinder sells well. Why do you think they're throwing all this out for extremely uh, high discounts? Part of it is definitely just for visibility. If there's one, if there's, if you don't know anything about Pathfinder, the one thing they're known for is that, uh, so basically I think it was when D&D 4th edition came out, the folks over at Paizo didn't like it. And they said, well, we're making our own hack of D&D 3.5 and just stripping out all the IP from it and, you know, changing the mechanics a little bit because we liked that system better. So they've always sort of made themselves a, we're we're D&D, we're just doing it our way, which some people like a lot better. I personally like Pathfinder a lot better than D&D, but that's kind of their thing. So I think that's a big reason why they're pushing a lot of their stuff. Well, they're definitely moving to be the anti-Hasbro. 
yeah. when uh, a year ago when the OGL debacle kind of hits, Pathfinder immediately separates themselves from that, creates the orc, says, hey, everybody can use our stuff uh, because, you know, we want everybody to use that and everybody to play. Yeah. And so they separated themselves right there. You've also seen Pathfinder grow dramatically in uh, a number of, of play areas, you know, actual podcasts and actual play uh, videos right. on YouTube, starting to see a lot more of that. I think this is just another step in that direction where they are trying to make their product as easy to play and get a hold of as possible. <laughs> they, they're, they're trying to, I mean, they're trying to push back against D&D and giving people a really great fantasy option. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly not the first Tumble Bundle Pathfinder has done. Um, they've been doing this for several, like, I, I know I got the part of the, the Starfinder uh, Humble Bundle they did uh, last year, a couple years ago, I can't remember. They've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like, this is part of their strategy of getting Pathfinder into people's hands so they can see that there are alternatives out there and that Pathfinder is probably as close as you're going to get to Dungeons and Dragons without being Dungeons and Dragons. You know, we're going to talk a lot about d and I'm pretty sure, uh, over these little uh, business oh, yeah. episodes because oh, yeah. they, they just, they completely control the market share and have for quite some time. But as they continue to do the things that Hasbro is doing and alienating their fan base mm -hmm. and I, you know, we're going to see all of the promises that were made with the OGL. Most of those aren't going to come true and you're going to see a new addition that they're not going to support in their, their mm -hmm. uh, common uh, open licensing that they kind of signed with, with five fifth edition. You're going to see more and more people move away from D and D looking for that other option and Pathfinder stamp. Paizo's just standing right there going, come on, take our kicker game. Come on. You want right. to play it. You we're know, right you here. Do. <laughs> We're right here. Uh, so this is awesome. Another thing to keep, uh, keep an eye out for. If you're looking for that D&D alternative, you know, we've talked on this show about all of the different games that are out there, but but Pathfinder, this humble bundle through Pathfinder seems like a no-brainer. You almost have to jump yeah. on board this. Yeah, it's a good one. You get 25 items for $25 right now, which is just Great. It's crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that, like I said, you're going to see more and more people move that way. So that's it. Uh, just a short little business uh, episode, throwing some stuff out there, some, some recent news for all of you that may not be into the news or business side. And it is important because it's going to make a difference on what games are available in the future. And those games, of course, depending on which ones you pick up or which ones you play, I mean, that's, what's going to give you epic adventures. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Reach out and connect with us by going to oddfishgames.com. And don't forget, have an epic adventure.